0: Welcome back to the betting 11. We're hot off some great picks from the last week of ball here. We're going to carry that momentum into the weekend. I'm with Ian.
1: Hey, what's going on guys? And if I sound a little bit different, it's because I finally got my laptop. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey man, you better take care of this one. When you get sloppy drunk, make sure you keep the beers away.
1: Hey, there is a strict, no liquid policy within 10 feet of this laptop. (laughs) <laughs> I have put into place. <laughs> we'll see how long you, it lasts.
0: Use the force. Use the witchcraft <laughs> to protect the computer. I hope you I hope you definitely dusted it with some sage or something like that. Hey, the only picks
1: that are gonna be on this laptop are gonna be the betting eleven picks.
0: Oh man, now you're making real <laughs> money. That's what I'm talking about. And you know, kudos to you and Steph beforehand, but Real cash is to be made here with the yeah. betting 11. So I think we uh, got a couple bits of news for you here. Something cool happened at Chan where the first all-woman referee crew uh, participated in Cameroon. Uh, it was Tafisi, a former basketball player. She's... Uh, yeah, good luck with this. I know. Lydia Tafisi <laughs> and her assistants, uh, Bernadetta Wimbira and Mimisen Iore, became the first woman to control a match at a senior uh, Chan male tournament. I think it was on the 22nd in Cameroon. So kudos to them. I mean, it shows just how the world is changing completely for the better and we're happy for it.
1: Yeah. And you know, like you think about it, you don't like, why does it matter if it's a male or a female reference in the game? Like a lot of the referees haven't played at a really high level or haven't played the game at all. So to be like, oh, well, she hasn't played at this level. That means she can't referee us. Like, neither have a lot of referees, so it doesn't really matter who it is. You know, there's that one – I know we've got a few women linesmen and referees uh, over in the EPL. And this is really cool to see a whole crew actually doing a whole game. But it sounds like it wasn't the first time ever because it just said the first time at Chan. So it would be interesting to see where, where yeah. else there's been a whole woman crew at.
0: I'd have to dig into that. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's cool to see news articles being published, recognizing that, too. I mean, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. That's and, cool. and speaking of good stuff, how about making two point nine billion dollars overnight? Could you imagine that?
1: Go to bed, you wake up a billionaire. I mean, <laughs> it's this whole like Reddit and GameStop and now Dogecoin or Dogecoin. I, I don't know how you say it. If you've been following I, that I, whole thing,
0: I just like say a, dog, dog coin. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> like I was, you know who else else's stocks you need to buy into is Robinhood. Man, like their their app like crashed last yeah. night because so many people were trying to log on and start a new account and everything, trying to get in on the dog. And it's just, yeah, it'll
0: be. It'll be interesting to see if the state's betting apps can keep up with the action for the Super Bowl. I'm expecting to see record numbers across the country. I mean, each month you see New Jersey creeping closer and closer to that one billion dollar mark for sports betters to be able to wager on games. I mean, they were at nine hundred million on the last report, one of the months, and, and you know money that's available out there and the interest in sports betting. I see a lot of money coming in and I expect there to be some major bets. We've already seen a two and a half million dollar wager on the bucks plus three and a half come in at MGM today. And you know, in the sports betting world, that's a huge bet, right? So for you to see uh, that bet, it is not even an equivalent of the money that was made on GameStop overnight by that one guy who used to own Chewy. I think his name is Cohen or last name is Cohen. Yeah. I mean, Holy shit. The return is instantaneous. You see the Bucks win, you know, or if they cover the three and a half, you're gonna see that money right away. But two and a half million is a lot. I've never heard of, you know, a billion dollar sports bet of you.
1: No, but it's also really weird because, you know, that guy who made all that money, if he tries to cash out, he's gonna completely tank the stock and the company could go under, you know, and cost all these other people loads of money. Whereas betting you cash out, it doesn't affect anybody else. You get your money. And yeah, you know, I guess it maybe affects the book and a big bet like that. But you know, it's it it's kind of similar, but it's also because if we had some sort of coordinated attack against a certain book, yeah, we can maybe put the book out of business, but at the same time, that game still has to come through. It's not where like stocks were if we all coordinate and put our money together, we can screw over some hedge fund investors, you know. And we get our money, but it, with a, you also still have to have that game come through. And it's it's just it's such a crazy story, and it's really hard to kind of equal it to anything else out there right now.
0: Yeah, I can't I can't grasp the gravity of of that. And you know, at a at a book, we see a line. We're going to exploit that line if it's in our favor, right? I mean, you see, like we talked about the Torino file situation. It's the closest thing I could compare it to. Torino, on average. Are committing with the other team 35 and a half fouls per away game, right? And if the line was set at 28 and a half, which it was over their last away game, I mean, there's a huge, huge difference between that. And, you know, we should have been all over that pound in major cash. It was just the first time I've ever bet fouls in a game. So I wasn't sure exactly what the (laughs) fuck was going on there. But, you know, we see them uh, at halftime. What was it today? And you said 16 fouls?
1: 16, I think, at halftime is what I
0: saw. at at the home game today and so you know they're on pace to do some damage again but my point being that if a book puts a bad line out there that's on them that's on the shop you know and if there is a kink in the elite armor that the reddit users can see i mean they've exploited that so those are the two likenesses i can see as far as availability of squeezing something And of course, the books can always adjust the lines. In this game, you're playing, you know, stock market game, you're playing with real money and you're playing against people that have a shit ton of real money, right? So if you don't coordinate something to to help yourself out and jump on somebody's coattails, it's going to be tough for you. In the world of sports betting, you're alone at your house. You make your decision. You cuss out your TV. You cuss out the betting 11. And you're the one making the move. And guess what? The cash is in your book instantaneously. It's not like you have to wait for some review or file a paper for a 30-day withdrawal of your stock. You get that cash fast. So stick with the betting 11. Stick with the sports <laughs> betting for the near term. You're going to get some money.
1: Money, money. Yeah, you know, the kind of last thing I guess to say about that is I guess it's about time that the little guy stuck it to big corporations and stuff like that, we're always getting trodden over and just, you know, Chinese water tortured and shit, and they don't give a fuck. <laughs> but we finally like make one little dent and, you know, some hedge fund and all of a sudden they're probably going to pass legislation to make sure that this can't happen again. So it just, you know, fuck the man.
0: Yeah. That's, that's how it goes, man. You yeah. know, and you piss off enough little people and eventually the little people are going to strike back, And we're hoping to do so over the weekend, starting on Friday in the EPL, where we see Everton hosting Newcastle. What do we got there, Ian?
1: Yeah, that was a typo. The game's actually tomorrow on Saturday, because today's Friday. I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm a...
0: (laughs) No, you know what? I'm a fucking... (laughs) I'll read anything off the (laughs) teleprompter. And go fuck yourself, San Diego. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Uh,
1: But yeah, so we got Everton taking on Newcastle, and... (laughs) <laughs> 7 30 oh. tomorrow morning on Saturday. And I mean Newcastle have basically become the new Sheffield or the new Shalka. Like I think it's eleven games now that they haven't won. They actually scored a goal this last game. You know, they uh you know, it's it's just not going well over at Newcastle. But Everton are coming off a one-one draw versus Leicester. And you know, Newcastle had gone four games without scoring before they scored the other day and they lost two to one. But Newcastle actually beat Everton two to one on November first, which we'd have to look, that might be the last time they won a game. But it, <laughs> in that game, there was no Jaimez, there's no Richarlison, there's no Digne, and there's no Pickford for Everton. So they were missing four really big key contributors for him. You know, so I'm definitely back in Everton here. Maybe a minus one Asian handicap. I saw a plus 100 or Everton even to win and nil plus 150 but definitely all over Everton here.
0: Yeah, they've conceded two goals in six of their last nine matches. You know, the winless streak continues for Newcastle. And, you know, we talked about Jaimes Rodriguez, and guess who scored the goal for Everton the other day? That's right. Rodriguez that's right. with a beautiful touch to his right and then poked it home just inside the right post. Fantastic shot by that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then... You know, we'll move on to my team. We've got 1230 Eastern on Saturday. Arsenal taking on Manchester United, which you you would initially think maybe United would be, you know, the hot team and everything, but they freaking got beat by the blades. Sheffield United no. got them two to
0: one. Oh my god. It's it's funny you say that because we know a lot about a lot of little things, you know, and we are always thinking like, all right, this team's my team, Arsenal's Ian's team, Byron's Blake's team. But, I think we nailed it with the blades this year, man. We knew when they started winning to stop fading the blades. It is hilarious and it is fun until it starts to lose you money. And we jumped off the fade the blade ship at just the right time as they beat Penchester the other day. I mean, Arsenal's coming off a three, one victory over Southampton though. So they're hot too. They they could take it to Manchester, you know, expect the unexpected this year in the EPL, just as we thought, you know, city would have it wrapped up and not so fast.
1: Yeah. You know, and you're talking, I mean, well, everybody else is talking about how big a deal it was that Sheffield beat United and everything, but it was United's fourth loss in 10 home games this season. So they're not that good at home. You know, this game is at Arsenal, but if you look back at the five head to head matchups, United have only beaten Arsenal once in those five. So it's definitely not what you would think there. And, you know, so I, We'd have to check the odds out. Maybe we end up staying away at the end of it, but if if we can't find anything we like. But, you know, Arsenal only have one loss in their last, I think, seven games or something like that. So they're playing well. They're not going to have Obama yang. He's still going to be missing. He had some personal issues, I guess, with his mother that they haven't really disclosed yet. But, you know, that'd definitely be a game to watch if we can find a, a line there. We'll, we'll let you guys know.
0: Yeah, the last four out of five games between these two have gone under two and a half. That's my stat for you. Okay, nice. (laughs) like it. After that, we're looking at La Liga, 8 a.m. Eastern. Ibar are playing against Sevilla. And guess who's coming to Sevilla? Your boy.
1: Papu. Papu Papu. Gomez. I (laughs) I think he's maybe on loan for the rest of the season over to Sevilla. But, you know, Sevilla are just in great form. And to get a player like that is only going to help them even more. You know, I'd definitely be looking at some futures, see what you can get with the top four for them so that would be something worth looking at you know looking at this game specifically Ibar coming off a 1-1 draw against Celta Vigo and Sevilla coming off a 3-0 win against Valencia which they were up 3-0 a half so they just cruised last time these two played was October 24th this season and Ibar actually beat them beat Sevilla 1-0 so be a revenge spot here and Sevilla money lines plus 100 being on the road and everything so that seems like something will definitely be all over
0: Oh, hell yeah. And, you know, Sevilla, they want to lock a spot up in the top four for Champions League. They're sitting on 36 points. The closest to them is Villarreal at 34. Getting the points here would definitely do well for them, especially with Barcelona's struggles, right? Barcelona are only sitting on 37 points. So why not let Barcelona fight it out with Villarreal and Real Sociedad and let Sevilla qualify for the Champions League?
1: They are in the Champions League. They're playing Dortmund, which, you know Probably fancy them to win at this point with the way Dortmund are playing.
0: Of course. Dortmund stink at the moment, <laughs> which is crazy, because when they got Holland back, we thought, oh, yeah, here we, go. we go.
1: Yeah, they're going to kick on, but nope, hasn't happened. Thought wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyways, uh, talking about another Champions League contender, we've got Real Madrid taking on Levante at 10-15 Eastern in La Liga. Madrid are coming off a 4-1 hammering of Alaves and Uh, Before that, they had lost two in a row, which happened to be both non-league games, so maybe don't read too much into that, probably weren't playing their starters, and then Levante coming off a 4-2 win against Valladolid and the Copa del Rey, and Levante are actually unbeaten in the last six, uh, but Madrid won this last matchup 2-0 on October 4th, so haven't seen a line just yet that really jumps out to me might end up being a stay away. Like, you know, there's gonna be a, we're going through a bunch of games today. I initially had 25 games written down on my piece of paper, but that's way too much. We had to kind of pare it down. I think we're down to like 14 or 15 now. So we'll get, we'll get to 11 before kickoff tomorrow.
0: Yeah. The only thing I'll probably debate with Ian, so we can mention it here on the pod is staying away from this game probably appeals to me more than anything because Nacho is sick You've got Sergio Ramos out with a knee injury, probably. He, he's a questionable. And so, you know, with that happening, and Decore is out with his Achilles tendon for Levante, I, I'm not sure I know what to expect 100%, honestly. I'm, I'm just a little yeah. bit confused by by this. And I know Asensio has seen each of his last six uh, La Liga home goals come during clean sheet wins, which is crazy. Their average win margin is 2.33 during that span. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not sure. You know, we talked about expecting the unexpected, and you know, not being sure about some teams and teams that'll surprise you. And once again, Real Madrid. Everybody thinks that they are sucking this year, and then they come through with some big wins, and they're doing well. I mean, how do you not fancy them to continue their streak here and, and to chase the heels of uh, Atletico Madrid?
1: Some good points there, Blake. We'll move on to Serie A, or Saturday at nine o'clock Eastern. We've got Bologna taking on AC Milan. Give me and, that baloney! Yeah, yeah baloney sandwich. Ooh, you mm. ever had a fried baloney sandwich?
0: No, but my buddy smokes whole balonies.
1: Oh, how do you, how do you, like, I thought baloney was just <laughs> a bunch of, like, meat mixed up together. How do you smoke just, a whole baloney?
0: Just threw you for that one. You know what? I might record an interview with this guy later this <laughs> week, and we might put that on the pod as our intro next week. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I need to know more about
1: this. We'll have to get to that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but anyways you know everybody is aware that ac milan you know they're coming off back to back losses they lost to Atalanta, 3 nothing and then enter in the copa italia 2 to 1 after zlatan got sent off back in september september 21st milan won 2 to nothing and bologna's coming off a 2-0 loss to juve and i just i can't see ac milan losing three games in a row with how good they've been this season so ac milan money line -121 that seems pretty solid to me and then so this next game i initially had taken off but then when i really started looking into it i'm this seems like some really really good betting here we've got inter taking on benevento and inter uh come off a 2-1 win against ac milan like we just talked about benevento coming off a 2-2 draw against torino that was actually the game with all those fouls and Inter have scored the most goals in Serie A this year. They've scored 45, and Benevento have conceded the second most in Serie A, giving up 36 goals. So this last time they played November 30th was Inter 5-2 winner. So over 3.5 to me plus 110 just seems like it, it's waiting for us to take it there.
0: Yeah, you know, it's that matchup we always talk about, the 1, 2, or 3 Teams playing against somebody that's safe in the middle of the league, and, and you know, see Benevento on spot twelve, they're not in danger of relegation. They're definitely not making one of the top five or six spots. So it could be inter hammering the shit out of these guys again. Yeah, it could be another five, too. So yeah,
1: I see. It. Definitely seems like a good bet there. Adios Beneventos. <laughs> uh that's Spanish, Blake.
0: <laughs> oh fuck. It doesn't translate <laughs> to Italian.
1: Come uh on. how do you say Goodbye.
0: Ciao. Ciao. Hey, ciao. Ciao, Benevento. Ciao, Benevento. <laughs> Fuck. Where's the Google Translate? It's letting me down when I need it most. Damn it. All right, so we got the Bundesliga now. What's up, Z Jamens? We're here with Union Berlin hosting Gladbach at 9.30 Eastern. Berlin have not, uh, or actually they've lost two straight for the first time all season. So just as we were talking about them being title contenders, now they're flopping, man. Can't believe it. You know, and Gladbach hammered Dortmund four to two last time and they're on the six game unbeaten streak. Uh, You know, that's with the Bayern win in there when they won three to two, which was like a crazy game. Uh, They drew one to one on September 26th, the last time these two played. And I think Ian and I fancy a Gladbach win with the way they're playing and the way Union Berlin is playing, even though it is in Berlin and we did say that we expect them to be title contenders, it's just tough because Gladbach is is sitting pretty well on fifth in the table, and they want to chase that Champions League spot. They're one point out of it. Wolfsburg sit ahead of them at 32, Leverkusen at 32, Leipzig at 35. Nobody's catching Munich anymore. They're seven points clear at the top of the table. But Mochen Gladbach can definitely make Champions League again and do some damage by beating Berlin in this match.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know if there's anybody on a better run of form right now than Gladbach in the Bundesliga. You know, looking back at the past few games, five nothing winners, one nothing winner, three two over Bayern, two two draw, one nothing winner, four two winner. So they're just they're clicking right now. They're playing really well. I know Berlin's a really tough opponent, but got to fancy them to to keep it going.
0: Yeah, Gladbach. Just a quick stat for everybody they've both scored and conceded two-plus goals in five of their last six away league games. So they've seen an average of 4.25 goals per Bundesliga road trip, which is pretty crazy. I mean, for them to be in the spot they are and to concede that much, you know they're scoring. So I don't think this game shows us any different. I think they're going to definitely put some points on the board. So Ian and I might talk about the Gladbach win, might talk about over 2.5, and move from there. You know, same game parlay, depending on what book you use, might be fancy for you. And, and we'll have something for you on the web coming up, the bettingxi.net, a little later on tonight or tomorrow morning.
1: Uh, we've got a few more games in Germany to look at. The next one's 9.30 as well. We've got Werder Bremen taking on Schalke. And Werder Bremen are actually, and, you know, they're, they're playing okay lately. They are uh, they got a win. They lost to Glogbach, like we talked about, the beat Augsburg. Drew to Leverkusen, so just lost one out of their last four games, and Bremen are coming off a four-two win over Hertha Berlin, which is the most goals they've scored all season. Schalke coming off a four-nothing loss to Bayern, and Schalke have now lost four out of five. Bremen won three-to-one back on September 26. So a Bremen money line here is minus one ten, which You know, for considering they're playing Schalke, which is probably the worst team in the league, that's not
0: bad odds for a money line. Yeah, you say worst team in the league. It's actually the worst start across 18 games for any Bundesliga side since the introduction of a three-point win back in 95-96. It's insanely
1: bad. They've got one, Schalke have one win in 18 games played so far in Bundesliga this year.
0: Oh, Ugh. man. Ugh. <laughs> Even the Blades are doing better than these guys. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I think the uh, the next game we'll talk about is Bayern. They're they're taking on Hoffenheim. Is that right?
0: Hoffenheim, yes. Yeah, which,
1: this was actually one of the shockers of the early season when Hoffenheim just dismantled Bayern 4-1. to one. You know, Bayern play that pressing style and Hoffenheim said, screw this, we're not gonna try and play all the back. We'll just knock it over the top. I guess they must have some pretty quick forwards to outpace Byron's, you know, kind of slow center backs there. And you know, they just made made Bayern look foolish and just pounding them four to one.
0: Yeah, you know, Bayern remain untouchable at home, they're unbeaten in 24 competitive games. They've won twenty-one of those, they've drawn three. And so you got to favor them to whoop that ass on a revenge match here. They don't forget these type of things. Guaranteed Lewandowski does not forget. Thomas Mueller, he's an ass sometimes. He (laughs) definitely does not forget this match, and they're going to take it to Hoffenheim, guaranteed. And that's my fandom talking too, but, you know, why not?
1: Yeah, and you're going to have to get aggressive here because the odds are all in favor of Bayern, obviously. Like a minus two handicap is minus 112. So you're definitely going to have to hope that they really, really take it to them. Uh, Just a minus three handicap with a tie. So they got to win by four to to win you any money is plus 300, which, you know, if you're feeling aggressive, go for that. Or maybe an over four and a half is plus 116. (laughs) Over three and a half is only minus 195. That
0: is ridiculous. Oh, what a (laughs) shitty odd right there. Minus 195. Unless Ian and I tell you there's something that's like, To the GME, to the moon, secure. Fuck it. Do not bet minus 195. Use it in a parlay if you'd like, but by itself, it offers no value to you.
1: And then the last game we'll be looking at for Saturday is also in the Bundesliga, 1230 Eastern. We've got Ribble Leipzig taking on Bayer Leverkusen. And Leipzig coming off horrible 3-2 loss to Mainz, which are some, you know, I think they're in second to last place in the Bundesliga and Leverkusen are also coming off a loss, not as bad as to Wolfsburg, one nothing. You know, Wolfsburg they can they can hold their own in the Bundesliga. When they played on September 26, these two teams drew one to one. It's actually a third straight one to one draw uh, out of the head-to-head matchups between the two. You know, and this is a tough one, but I can't see Leverkusen losing two straight. You know, Leverkusen are draws, sitting at minus 112. That might where we end up being at.
0: Yeah, I like that. Leverkusen or draw the double-chance bet, that's called, and and definitely look for them to kind of right the ship here. They don't want Leipzig to overtake them in second place either, you know what I mean? Like, one uh, Leverkusen is on 35 points and one Leipzig are on 32 points, so you definitely don't want to see your your top-end Champions League spot go away.
1: And then we we got a Sunday action. You know, word on the street is Abramovich is already looking for a new coach since Tuchel hasn't won a game for Chelsea
0: yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no trophies in three days over there, and he's already on fire. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, my brother, he's a big Chelsea fan. I don't know why, probably just to spite me that I was an Arsenal fan. He chose Chelsea. But after the game, he te- he texts and he's like, New coach, same old Chelsea. I was like, dude, he hasn't even been there for 24 hours, and you're going to hold it against the coach for that 0-0 draw against against Wolves?
0: Like, come on. <laughs> uh, what a dead game, though. You know, I mean, yeah. Wolves, they had a chance to do some damage there, taking it to a Chelsea side that was confused, that had only one training session before their match, it, you know, and they didn't take advantage of that. It, we all knew we probably would have bet draw had we not wanted to enjoy our lives. <laughs> but since we don't do that here. Well, we
1: did take Wolves or draw, so we kind of did it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, wasn't a loser for us, that's for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Yeah, that was a win. So, but yeah, so at 7 o'clock Eastern Sunday, we've got Chelsea taking on Burnley. And Burnley coming off a 3-2 win over Villa and have won three straight now, including a win against Liverpool. And, you know, some of these scalps that Burnley's – you know, picking up right now is they've got Liverpool, Villa, Arsenal, Wolves. So for a team that normally is right around the relegation zone, usually just barely stays safe, those are some big time wins for for Burnley. And Chelsea, as we said, coming off a zero-zero draw against Wolves, they've only won one league game in six tries. And uh Chelsea won three to nothing on October 31st when they last played.
0: So, first of all, I want to say, what up, Moose? How you doing, dude?
1: <laughs>
0: and second of all, I want to say, you know, with Burnley, they only given up 24 goals, right? Chelsea's only given up 23. So, I see Burnley not scoring too many either, only scoring 13, and Chelsea with 33. But let's talk about what Chelsea have done lately in their matches. 0-1 win versus Fulham. Uh, The 1-3 versus Manchester City. Who doesn't Manchester City destroy? And then the 1-1 versus Aston Villa, right? And and before that, you see 2-0 Leicester over Chelsea. And then we see a 0-0 Chelsea versus Wolves. So how do you expect these teams to score? I don't think they will. That's my personal opinion. You see Liverpool in the 0-1 versus Burnley. You see 1-0 West Ham beating Burnley. You see 0-1 Burnley losing to Manchester United. And then you see 1-0 Burnley beating Sheffield. So under 2.5 here, if we can get any sort of decent odds, I mean, I might even fancy fancy under a a 1.5 at this point. Chelsea just aren't scoring lately, and neither is Burnley, right? And both teams, they can defend. So I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I don't see a lot of goals in this game whatsoever.
1: Yeah, Burnley are typically low-scoring, like you're saying, especially going on the road to Chelsea. They're not going to look to expose themselves too much. And I even like a, a Burnley win or draw double chance there at plus 245 just for the form that Chelsea's in right now. You know, that just seems really nice. So under 2.5 sitting at plus
0: 110, under one 1.5 plus 310. I'm with you on that. That's a great shout, plus 245 for Two out of the three available bets. Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: And so we'll move on to La Liga 10-15 Eastern. We've got Cadiz taking on Atletico. (laughs) You like that? That was nice, right? Yeah, shout out Barcelona. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like we said, you know, we were originally on the Cadiz bandwagon, and just lately they've started to fall apart. They've had a bunch of injuries. That's why we picked on them last game where Sevilla beat them 3-0. That was a nice Asian handicap winner for us. And then Atletico coming off 3-1 win over Valencia. Atletico actually beat uh, Kadith 4-0 on November 7th. And Atletico minus one, Asian handicap sitting at minus 125 seems you know pretty solid.
0: Yeah, we talked about the rigors of professional football life, right? And first time ever being in the La Liga top league, right? That's got to be wearing on Kadith to... <laughs> I can't even say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be wearing on them to have so many games at such a high level. We mentioned that on a pod or two before. Atletico Madrid are seasoned vets. They have no injuries that I can see of. The only guy that's suspended is the moron for not letting his buddies bet more, or forcing them to bet more <laughs> in Trippier. You know, I'm st- I still can't believe that. If we're best friends, Ian, and you've got an in on something, you're just going to tell me to bet 20 euros? Holy shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> I-, I mean... Like we said, call the uncle, borrow a couple thousand bucks, and put that shit where it counts. Let's go.
1: At the damn farm. That's what I'm saying.
0: But he's the only one that's not gonna play for Atletico yeah. Madrid, as we all know. He's on the suspension. But in this case, you know, you you can't see anything but an Atletico Madrid win. And since they're on the road, I feel like you're gonna get a little bit better odds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even for when you're talking about the rigors of top top tier leagues and Kadith – you know, normally they might be able to to hold out and, and have not as many injuries, but with COVID and everything, the schedule is just so condensed. Even for a team that's really only playing La Liga action, the season started about a month late, so you're having to make up a month's worth of games in the same amount of time that you normally would play. So even for, for them, they're having to play a condensed schedule, which it just seems to be taking a toll on them right now.
0: Yeah, and speaking of taking a toll, Napoli took a toll on Spezia. Uh, oh,
1: shit. That was our last bet, man. We had Spezia plus one and a half, and then mm. right up freaking, like, before halftime, it's 4 and nothing Napoli. We're like, eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and Spezia made yeah. it close to scored two goals, like, within two minutes in the
0: 78th minute or something like that.
1: But, yep, you're right, you
0: know. 70th and 73rd. I mean, we thought, yeah. oh, shit, we got, we got yeah, a good I, solid I 18 17, 18 minutes to come back here. Yeah.
1: But, you know, wasn't to be uh, Napoli taking on Parma, and Napoli have conceded the second least amount of goals in Syria conceded 19 goals. Parma have actually conceded the second most goals in Syria at 36 and Parma coming off a 2 nothing loss to Sampdoria. Napoli beat them 2 nothing on September 20th when they last played in the league. So uh, Napoli win to nil, you know, just seems pretty good. Plus 130, getting good odds there for a team at home against a team that they know should should win.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think this is a, this is an easy one. And if you want to use Napoli in a parlay for something this weekend, do it. This is probably, you know, we mentioned a few games for sure things. As far as betting goes, there's never a for sure thing. But in my book, if I'm going to use something in a parlay, I'm going to use Napoli. I mean, they should be smoking Parma in this spot.
1: Oh, smoking Parma. That's like, uh, is is that like prosciutto Parma or is it Parma, Parmesan? <laughs>
0: load load my little blunt up with some Parmesan. <laughs> yeah. That's a cheesy meat the ball, man. I'll tell yeah.
1: you. Oh man. And there's all sorts of games going on this weekend. And one game that we kind of want to just bring up, I don't even know if they'll have action on it, but the USA taking on Trinidad and Tobago. It's the first time that we've played them since the devastating game that saw us get eliminated from the World Cup back in 2017. So mm. I know it's only going to be an MLS roster, but I know the fans are going to be looking for blood. If if not Berhalter and the games in Orlando, I, I know there's not going to be any fans at the game. But everybody, I think this might be the most hyped up U.S. game since that that game two two and a half years ago.
0: I can just remember like watching that game and then cutting to the highlights of other games that impacted our loss. And, like, what a deflating fucking game down there, you know? Oh, two 2-1 loss, just crushing. I mean, heart crushing. Everybody watch that one because yeah. the United States should come out and score some goals. Like Ian said, it's only an MLS roster. But we've seen what we can do with half a roster in Europe when we're scoring goals left and right. And I think we should be doing the same in this match. Don't hold back whatsoever. Yeah. And and for, fuck the notion that it's uh, CONCACAF style match you know it could get physical yeah but the usa is just so much better than than what they showed in that game when we, we didn't make the world cup and you know they should come out and, and take care of business here no yeah, problem this, people are people are trying to make the roster too right for the world yeah. cup and for qualifying so yeah, yeah. you know
1: oh yeah this will be anything but a friendly this will right. this will not be friendly so, oh we got uh we got to get uh the chan updates and we got the knockout stages going Oh, yeah. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. So we got two games tomorrow, two games Sunday. Right now, I'm sitting at six and four. Blake's only one loss out, sitting at four, five and one. And I think it's Blake's turn to pick first. We've got Mali against Congo and then DR Congo against Cameroon on Saturday. What you got?
0: Well, you know where I'm going. I'm going chalk here with Cameroon to advance for sure. Okay.
1: That's a good one there. And uh, I, I think I'm going to have to go Molly to advance, drop some more Molly, You know, it's Saturday. <laughs> it's the weekend. Get feeling good.
0: <laughs> yeah, party time.
1: Yeah, and then so Sunday, that means uh, my turn. We've got Morocco taking on Zambia and Guinea taking on Rwanda. I'm going to have to stay safe there, you know, protect my lead i'm gonna go morocco to to beat zambia
0: solid play my man do you know offhand because i haven't researched it what they do in event of a draw is it straight to penos? do they play 215s what uh, do they got going on
1: it's normal 215s and then penalties if, if it's tied after regulation all
0: right i'm going to take a draw in the guinea rwanda match go out on Ooh, a limb here draw okay. all
1: right yeah Sounds draw cool.
0: after 90 minutes right, just so right. everyone's after clear 90. on
1: that Yep. cool man all right. Man. I think that's all we got, right? We'll, uh,
0: yeah. Let's keep it going. Like you said, we were what, 8 1 and 2?
1: 8 2 and 1 after. Okay. The, 8 2 and 1 after again. this yeah. week.
0: Yeah. And wait, okay. Ian, give us an all time record update for for just our records. What do we got?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So looking at the records, uh, all time, you know, since we started tweeting and everything, we're 76, 72 and 3. So. You know, not bad, not bad. And, you know, since we started the Betting 11, like, formation sort of thing, we're 40, 34, and 2. And that's actually a plus 5 units had some really good.
0: Now we're talking. Let's make some money. Let's go. We're having fun, and we're making cash, baby.
1: Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's look forward to that. Look out for the formation coming out uh, probably either tonight or early tomorrow morning. And the picks will be up on the website, thebettingxi.net. And I'll always be following on Twitter for some anytime scores or whatever. Betting XI is is our handle there.
0: You know it. We love you guys. Peace.
1: Later.